0: If you have your Bibles with you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, if you have your Bible, you can open up to Acts chapter 3, and as you're turning there, I want to remind you of where we've been the last few weeks. Hey, students, God has blessed you so that you can, not bad, not bad. God has made you a witness so that you can Be a blessing God has made you a member of the body of believers so that you can Be a blessing And this week, God has shown you how to be a godly friend so that you can Be a blessing That's right I want to pray for us, and then we're going to jump in. Father, thank you for Acts chapter 3. It's such an incredible testimony of how your disciples, your followers, um, just showed real godly friendship to people. And uh, I pray, Lord, that you would be with us as we jump into the text today. And we pray this in your name. Amen. I'm going to jump in. we got a lot to read, and then we're going to break it down together. So we're going to read through this together. It's going to be in Acts chapter 3. We're going to read a whole bunch. So this isn't normal for us to read a big chapter like this. But I just want you all to get the picture, and I don't want you all to ever confuse. When we get up here and talk from the Word, I'm not talking because I'm, I'm trying to be good at communicating. We're walking through this stuff on Wednesday nights because... We want to hear from what the Bible has to say. So we're going to jump in Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1. If you don't have your Bible, um, just letting y'all know, there is a piece of paper that has all of the text of our pastor right there with it. You can take that if y'all need it. Whatever you want, you can walk with us, okay? Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Now, Peter and John. We're going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. This was about 3 p.m. in the afternoon for them. Peter and John are on the way to the temple to go pray at 3 p.m. And a man, it says, lame from birth, which also means like crippled or handicapped from birth, was being carried. This person was crippled or handicapped since he was born. He's about 40 years old, whom they laid at the day, who lay, they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask. Alms. Whenever they say ask alms, what they're saying is it's like a beggar. This guy's asking people for help, for coins, for tokens, for treasures, that kind of thing. He's standing outside the gate, or not saying he's sitting outside the gate every single day asking. It says, verse 3: Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John. And he said, Look at us look right here. He looks at the person and says, look right here. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. expecting, oh, these guys are going to give me something. And Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. In verse eight, and leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God. In verse nine, and all the people saw him walking and praising and they recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms and they were filled with wonder and amazement. Are y'all with me so far? Yeah. Now listen, I can stop here, but if y'all are down, I would love to keep reading the rest of the chapter. Is that okay? Yes. Can y'all stay with me for that? I know it's gonna be, listen, we're gonna. it's gonna sound like we are really churching it up up here, but I'm just telling you, there's good stuff in this thing. I love the Bible. I mean, if you saw my Bible, I've got notes like crazy right now because I've just been chewing through this chapter. It's so good. I'm telling you, it's real good. Let's keep reading verse 11. While he clung to Peter and John. What does that mean by clung? Yeah, I mean, he's just like gripping the arms. He's tight with these boys, man. He's with them. He clung to Peter and John and all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this, or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. This was when they're talking about Barabbas. Remember, give us Barabbas instead of Jesus. That's that moment there. You killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this, we are witnesses. Acts 1.8, we are witnesses. Verse 16, in his name, talking about Jesus, by faith in his name, talking about Jesus, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given this man this perfect health in the presence of you all. Verse 17, and now brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance as did also your rulers But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out or they might be forgiven. Verse 20, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you. Jesus, whom heaven must receive until this time for restoring all these things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Verse 22, Moses said, the Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul that does not listen to the prophet shall be destroyed from the people. Verse 24, and all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and those who came after him also proclaimed these days. Verse 25, you are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant that God made with your father, saying to Abraham, and in all of your offspring, in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is where we get our whole theme for this whole week as we've been walking through this series. You will be blessed so that you can be a blessing. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Verse 26, God, having raised up his servant, sent him to you first. To what? To bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. Chapter 4, I'm almost done, last last four verses. And as they were speaking to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in this Jesus In the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Verse four, this is the beautiful part of it all. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000 that became believers that day. Isn't that cool? If you're taking notes, I'm gonna walk this with you guys, and we're gonna go quick. First thing is this. I want you to be a godly friend. I want you to be a godly friend, number one, who sees like Jesus. Be a friend who sees like Jesus. You see, Peter and John had done a lot of things together. They were best friends. They, they were the ones who fished together. They were the ones, whenever Jesus rose from the dead, they went running to the tomb together. Later on in the book of Acts, we'll see that they're going to meet the Samaritan believers together. And right here, they're doing ministry side by side. These guys were tight. And they're on the way to the temple in the middle of a very crowded city of Jerusalem. I mean, everybody and their mama goes to the temple all the time in Jerusalem. And they are making their way there. And as they're on the way, there are probably a ton of people that are begging for alms. They're reaching out. Sorry, I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm pretending like you got the alms in your hand. Perfect. Reaching out, asking for them to give them something. Tons of people. They're probably walking through and seeing all kinds of people. But Peter and John see this man who for 40 years has had someone bring him to the gate because he cannot walk, set him down at the gate, and he would sit there with his hand out asking people to help him. Peter and John see him. Where other people were probably just praying, don't make eye contact, don't talk, don't have to make him give any money, just keep walking, just keep going. That's what they were probably thinking. Peter and John had a moment where when they were in the middle of their busy week, even though they were on the way to somewhere, they had the ability and the attitude to stop and see somebody. And they saw him with compassion. They saw him with love, with friendship. When I say a friend who sees like Jesus, I'm encouraging you to look at what Paul, no, what Paul, what Peter, and John were doing as well. They saw someone and wanted to minister to him. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? Doesn't that sound just like Jesus, right? Remember whenever Jesus was going to the the well in Samaria and he sees the Samaritan woman who's in the heat of the day coming to get water. Why? Because she was rejected by all the women and she was neglected by all her previous lovers. She was alone. She was hurting and she was in need. And Jesus was the one who saw her and started a conversation. Whenever Jesus goes and he sees the, uh, the man, whenever he's in the middle of preaching, four friends bring this guy on a mat who's been crippled for years. They bring him, they lower him from the roof right there right there in front of Jesus. Jesus is the one who paused what he was doing, saw the person in need, and started a conversation with him. Whenever the crippled man was by the pool of Bethesda waiting year after year for someone to bring him to the pools, and the pools would be starting to be healed... Jesus was the one who went out of his way, went to that man, sat down with him face to face, saw him, and started a conversation. Jesus had a rich heart of compassion and love for the people around him. And it's because he was on the lookout. He was searching for people that he could minister to. And my question for our student ministry here is Every single person who says, I'm a Christian ought to be showing up in your life with eyes saying, I want to see people who are in need and I want to bless them. I want to be a difference in their life. I want to see Jesus do something big in their life. You should never walk into your school classroom and just plop down your bag and put your headphones in or just put your stuff in and just get into work mode. You ought to be walking into your class and be thinking, who in my circle can I minister to today? Who can I talk to? When you come to the mix, I'm not worried about sitting with my boys or sitting with the girls. I'm just wanting to sit with someone who's sitting by themselves, because I care more about blessing someone than me being blessed. Students, you want to be a godly friend? You want to be someone who genuinely wants to honor the Lord with your life? Then I encourage you right now to start making a priority, start seeing people the way that Jesus sees people. Start seeing people the way that Jesus sees people. There's nothing wrong with, God bless you. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with me going at my school and sitting down and hanging out with Trey and Cam next to me. There's no problem with that. No one's mad about that. I'm not wrong for that. Nothing wrong with me coming to the mix and sitting side by side with Trey or Cam next to me. That's not a big deal but if all I ever do is sit with Trey and Cam, am I really seeing people the way that Jesus wants me to? No. Students, I'm just challenging you. The first thing we see from Peter and John is they saw people the same way that Jesus saw people. Y'all with me there? That makes sense, right? I'm challenging you the same way. When you walk into a room, when you walk into church, when you walk into your school, when you're getting on your sports team or you're hanging out in your neighborhood, I want you to just be thinking around you, who is God in need to bless? Who needs a blessing from the Lord right now? That's what you ought to be thinking. And I want to be a part of the vehicle to get that blessing to him. Y'all with me? That's not hard, right? I'm not asking you anything crazy. I'm just asking you to think bigger than just choreo hair. Let's think of someone around me. How can I see someone else and bless them? Number one of being a godly friend is seeing like Jesus. Number two is this, is showing love like Jesus. Second thing is showing love like Jesus. Peter and John were very honest with this man. They're very honest. In fact, they said that, hey, we don't have any money on us right now. We don't have anything to give you money-wise. We know that early in the In the book of Acts, we studied last week that they'd been pulling all their resources together and giving them to the need in the community. So they're giving things to people left and right. But in this moment, they didn't have any money on them. But they said, what I do have is something far better than a daily paycheck. It's an eternal security and salvation of the Lord. And they say to him, which we just said, I speak Jesus, right? We sang that song, I speak Jesus. Well, they said, I speak Jesus over you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And this man grabs hold of Peter's right Peter and John's hand and they pull him up out of his spot. There you go perfect. And this man can feel the tingle in his toes and he can feel the strength in his ankles and he jumps up and begins leaping. Yes! He jumps up and he's leaping and he's walking and he's pumped and he's shouting, "Praise God!" Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. And he goes to the next person and says, look at me. Look at my legs. Look at, look at my legs. Look at my legs. Look at the- Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> That's what he's saying, and he's, he's making a commotion. I mean, he's running, and he's leaping, and he's all throughout the church. He's letting people know. He's letting people know just like that. That's what I'm talking about. All right, you can have a seat. you the man, bro. I'm just telling you, this man had caused a commotion in the temple. Everybody was blown away. They were astonished. They're like, what's this guy doing? What's going on with this guy? And he don't care. He don't care one bit. The man's life has been changed forever by God. Praise God. Praise God. That's right, man. It's worth celebrating because here's the deal, guys. We don't just sing a song about I speak Jesus. We live it. And this, Peter and John reach out to this man and say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And this man's life was never the same. He had been changed by God. That's the kind of love we ought to be showing to people is by treating them with the same love and compassion and friendship that Jesus would have towards us. They paused their day. They stopped what they were doing. They stopped their schedule and said, we're going to spend time with this guy. And it got it got to be probably a little awkward in the temple when, when he was running around. You're like, yeah, I'm with this guy that's running around right now, okay? And they didn't run off and leave him. It says that he was clung to them. They were tight. They were becoming friends. They were doing life in the temple, worshiping, praising God. They were in it to win it for the long haul. Does that make sense? I want to be a part of that kind of lifestyle, don't y'all? Where I see people that are hurting and I find a way that I can bless them. And if I can give them money, I'll give them money. If I can if I can give them food, I'll give them food. If I can give them a shirt off my back, I'll give them the shirt off my back. But at the end of the day, the most important thing I want to give them is the security of salvation that only Jesus can give. And I want to show that kind of love and friendship to them every chance I can. That's the life I want to live to where people, when they finish being in community with me, they will say, praise God. Not praise Corey, but praise God for what he has done through the community of believers that are around me. That's what I want to be a part of. I want to show you a video of where Jesus sees someone with absolute unconditional love, and also when everyone else would get away from that person, he chose to press in. And in the name of Jesus, see God do a mighty, mighty work. So if you would, turn your attention to the screen. i want to show you this moment. It's from the video series, The Chosen, which is one of my favorites. Not to spoil this beautiful day or anything, huh? Come on. <laughs> it's a leper. Stay back. Cover your mouth. Don't breathe his hair. do Come any closer. It's okay, John. It's okay. Rabbi, Rabbi, you no, can't. Please. Please. Cleansed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What can I What can I ever do? Well, do not say anything to anyone. You don't seek your own honor? Please just do me this one thing. Uh, but what do I tell people? Go. Show yourself to the priest. Let them inspect you and see that you are cleansed. Make the proper offering in the temple as Moses commanded. And go on your way. Where's an extra tunic? Just one of you, just one of you. That's enough. It's definitely your color. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> it's so good. It's a great thing. You can cut it there. It's fine. It's so cool. There's a moment where you get to see where Jesus shows. He sees someone like no one else sees. And he showed love to someone that no one else is willing to show. And I I just say that because don't you want to... When you think about your generation of students, think about the other 7th, 8th, 6th grader students that y'all know. Like, Don't you want to be different than the rest? Don't you want to make a difference... Don't you ever wonder, like, what God wants to do through you in this season of life in middle school? I just know, like, I felt that way, and like, like in middle school, I was wondering, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I was wondering, like, all right, what is this whole thing all about? And I, I don't know anything else to tell you besides it's to live it all out for the Lord, for Jesus. And one of the ways you do that is by being a godly, godly, godly friend to the people around you, by seeing people that no one else sees and showing love to people that no one else is willing to show love to. Even if it costs you something, I'm all in. The last thing I got for you is that Not just that you should be a godly friend who sees like Jesus, but a godly friend who also shows love like Jesus, but also finally be a godly friend who shares Jesus. In the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of the temple, the crowd has pressed in on Peter and John. I mean, the commotion's real. It's caused a real scene in the temple. The people are gathered around and... Peter and John are not gonna miss out on this opportunity to preach the truth, to share Jesus. Look what God did, yes, but I'm gonna tell you about who God is just as well. And he stands up, Peter stands up and he begins to walk through with them. That long part I read for you guys, as the man has clung to Peter and John, he is now standing up and he's telling the people, he's saying, look what God did in this man. That is through the name of Jesus. It's not through my power or my, my uh, like, professional Christianism that I've got. No, no, no. It's through Jesus, faith in Jesus. This is what he says. I'm going to read, I'll paraphrase some of it here for you. As the crowd presses into Peter and John and the man, Peter opens up his mouth to share the good news about Jesus Christ. He says, why do you marvel at this? As if by my own power, I have raised this man up to walk. He says, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob glorified this Jesus. They talked about this Jesus to come. He says, you delivered his servant Jesus over to Pilate. You denied the holy and righteous one and released instead Barabbas. And finally, you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. He says, all of them are witnesses of this. Faith in Jesus is the only way you can be healed. And he says, repentance from sin is the only way that you can be saved. And you kept hearing me say all the prophets, and I kept saying Moses and Samuel, that's what he's saying. All the prophets, Moses and even Samuel testified of this coming Messiah one day. God made a promise to Abraham that he would bless the whole world through the descendants of Abraham. And that was gonna be through the man named Jesus. Peter is trying to stress to the people that are hearing him that this is the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to lie, Peter doesn't withhold any punches. He gives them the good, the bad, and the ugly in his gospel message. But in the end, although it cost him a night in jail, he got to experience over 5,000 men give their life to Jesus Christ. Students, I have no idea what you being a real godly friend, being a real godly friend, not just someone who says nice things, being a real godly friend who sees people, shows love to people and shares Jesus with people. I'm telling you right now, it's going to cost you something. You may not spend the night in a jail cell, but it will cost you a friend or it may cost you maybe getting made fun of or it may cost you getting rejected or it may cost you losing out on other opportunities to sit with people you know or all these things. But I'm telling you the eternal value in what you're doing and what the joy you will bring because of your obedience to the faith, it will far out measure, will far out treasure than anything you can get in this earth. I'm telling you from experience, if you will go all in, we're trying to be a godly friend, you will reap way more than anything you could ever sow if you didn't do it at all. Whenever I was in high school, I had a friend, and his name was Alex. I say friend. I had a classmate. His name was Alex. Alex was very different than me. Alex, in high school, already had two tattoos. Alex was chewing tobacco before he was driving a car. Alex cursed in class very often. Alex spent 40 hours a week playing World of Warcraft. Y'all don't even know what that is probably. But that was a game he played back the day. Here's the deal, I'm just, shh, just listen. Alex and I were radically different. When I came into my ACT prep class and I sat down, which was not a class that I loved very much, I saw Alex every single day right behind me in my class and I could not help while I'm sitting in my chair facing the class in between time I would turn around and just chat it up with Alex as much as I could. Now I was the what you're seeing is what I would wear to school probably with a polo shirt with an American Eagle in the front right here. That's probably what I wore. I didn't normally hang out with tattoo jimmy behind me okay but i did in this class i turned around to talk to alex you know why because i was turning to love the lord big time i was bringing my bible to class and i would sit it on my desk during act prep and i would read in class sometimes and if i saw something cool i would turn around and say hey alex can i show you something i read in my bible and he's like i don't believe in that junk you know and i'm like that's all right well what do you believe you know i was just like let's go you know i was just talking with alex and what Alex realized was this, was that I was going to be nice to him even though we were different. I was going to be a friend to Alex. Whether we believed the same, whether we had the same tattoos or not, I was going to be Alex's friend. And I remember after weeks of getting to know Alex, I finally said this, hey, would you like to come to my church's lock-in? We stay up all night long. And he was like, I don't really do church. I was like, it's not like church church, it's just a lock-in, man. You know, it's easy. You know, just come hang out and have fun. We eat sardines as a game or no, whatever kind of like... we." Whatever, it doesn't matter. So we did find something, and so he was like, "All right, I'll come." Alex showed up to lock in. He had a blast. Okay. A few weeks later, you should come to Wednesday night church with me. He's like, "I don't go to church." I was like, "I don't. I know you don't have to believe somebody, but just come hang out. It's a lot of fun." He showed up, came to church, had a great time. I was like, "Dude, you should come to Sunday morning Sunday school." That was what we called it back at our church. He was like, "Dude, all right, fine, I'll come." He showed up. I remember it was like this, but about phew, way smaller, about like this wide, you know, we're all sitting down. The youth pastor is talking like this straight up. I'm sitting like in the front row and I'm not kidding you. Alex, can you just scoot over for a second real quick? Alex is sitting right here in the, no, you can sit down. You're okay right here. Okay. Alex is sitting down. And I remember in Sunday school, he gets up in the middle of the lesson and walks up to the pastor and says, I need to get saved. That's what he said. I was like, you don't do that in church? I don't know how to tell you this. You need to wait till the invitation or at the end of class. You don't do that during that time, all right? He didn't care. He just knew he needed Jesus. And he stood up, walked forward, went outside the classroom. We're all just sitting here like, what just happened? Can you even do that? We're like trying to figure it out, you know? Alex walked out, gave his life to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, that dude was never the same. I'll tell you this. Hang on. Went and bought him a big old, does anybody have an ESV study Bible with them at all? Anybody got one? E- no, the big study Bible. Anybody got one of those with them? The big, y'all got some at home, don't you? You got one right there? Yeah, let me see that bad boy. Alex, his was not Tata, his was Brown, but he bought a big old honking Bible, and now... He's trying to compete with me in school. He's bringing big old Bibles. He's walking around with his Bible now. Tattoos. He's getting more tattoos with more Jesus stuff on him. Like, he's just like living it up. He quit playing video games. He quit dipping, like all his thing. And he was living, living, living for the Lord. It was so cool. He became one of my best friends in high school. We were totally different. Totally different. We became best friends because we both loved Jesus. I remember him going to school with all his lost friends that didn't care nothing about God, and he was just peppering him. He's like, listen, I got to tell you, Jesus changed my life, and I got to tell you, he was just peppering him. Sure, I lost some friends but not hanging out with them, but because I went to go hang out with Alex. Big deal. I gained something far better in Alex than I would have ever had if I would have just stayed in my bubble. Alex's life was forever changed. I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't want you all to think back. My friend Alex, I, I, he, he honestly has rebelled against God in his last probably eight years. And if y'all, if y'all be praying for him, I, I texted him today. And I just said, hey man, I'm just checking in with you. I miss you so much. And um, he called me and said, dude, it's crazy you just texted me. He said, I live in Florida, obviously, so, but I'm, I'm coming to Memphis this weekend. So I'm gonna go hang out with him on Sunday, take him to lunch. And I'm gonna challenge him about his walk with the Lord because I know he's ran away from the Lord for a while. But in high school, the dude turned to the Lord. I believe when he made that decision to follow Jesus, his life was changed. I believe that's forever secured, but I know that he's just not abiding with the Lord right now, and I want to see that change. So I'm having lunch on this upcoming Sunday. I'm hanging out with my friend Alex, but I'm just, you got a question? Yeah, what you got? Yes, I'll be there. I'll be at church on Sunday. Yeah, after church, I'm taking him to lunch. So here, you and Alex to come? I'll see if he can come. We'll see, we'll see. Here's the deal. I'll invite him, no promises. I'm just telling you. Here's the deal though. I'm not saying that to say, praise Corey for talking to that guy. What I'm saying is, praise God that in my life, God's stirring in me a desire to live differently according to his word. And I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go to my church and just be a real sold out, all in believer who didn't care about what other people thought. I just wanted to live on mission, man. I just wanted to see people the way Jesus saw them. I wanted to show love, the way that Jesus showed love towards me. And I wanted to share Jesus with people the same way that I was shared Jesus about as well. And my friend Alex was one of those guys who got to benefit from what God was doing in my life. But praise God, the Lord has done a mighty work in his life for salvation. And I just tell you all that, here's the deal. Every one of y'all are capable of doing what I did. I wasn't some kind of superhero in high school that just like knew everything about the Bible. I didn't but I knew enough to talk about God. I knew enough to tell people that Jesus was real, that he loved them, that he had a plan for them. I just, just all I knew. And if they didn't agree with me, cool. If I don't know how to answer, I don't know, man, but that's what I believe. I don't know, that's what I got. I'm just gonna do my best to open my mouth and tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's what I wanna invite you to today. I'm gonna come back over right quick and y'all can turn your just turn your attention this way real fast. You have those items over here, Jake? What do we have? I want to show y'all something that before y'all, just hold up. I know when y'all see like sugar, y'all like, just hold up. Oh man, we lost you. Lost you. Hold up. Listen, you might have to, we got to hold up on the candy. They're going bananas. None of this is for you. Let me go and take it. None of it's for you. Yeah. Here's the deal. Here's what I wanna encourage you to do. If you're someone who says, I genuinely wanna go be a godly friend this week to somebody, I wanna give you an easy win to do it. You can come over here and pick out of here your favorite candy you wanna give to somebody. It could be Sour Skittles, it could be Sour Patch Kids, Nerds Gummy Clusters, or maybe we have something else. You got a piece of tape. You can put it on the back of the candy and you can put this Bible verse on the back as well. It says this, and then it's from Romans. Then Philip opened his mouth And beginning with the scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus Christ. Here's what I invite you to do this week. I want you to find somebody that you can go up to and you can say, hey, I have a gift for you I want to give you. It's a bag of sour Skittles. They're one of my all-time favorites. I love them to death. I would eat these myself, but because I I want to just bless somebody, I want to give you my favorite Skittle, If you don't like it, you can give it to someone else or if you wanna do, I wanna give it to you. I wanna tell you this, there's a Bible verse in the back. Can I just show you what that means? And they're gonna say, yeah, sure, whatever you want. And I would say, this Bible verse says, Philip opened his mouth and starting with the scripture, he told them the good news about Jesus. I just wanna tell you this straight up. Jesus has changed my life. I'm not trying to be weird or awkward with it, but I'm just telling you this straight up. My life is different because of Jesus. And I want you to know he can do a big work in your life too. Would you want to even talk about that at all? Or would you even wanna know more about that? Sure, okay, perfect. I don't know a whole bunch, but I'm gonna tell you what I read in my Bible this past week, Acts chapter three. Let me tell you about what Jesus did in this guy. He was, in the name of Jesus, this guy rose up and walked and ran around. It was so different. Let me just show you this cool passage. I wanna walk you through it. This is what changed my life just thinking about this past week. Boom, easy. Is that cool? Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Y'all have learned a whole night, you have a piece of paper with the whole story of Acts three with you. You can easily tell them a snippet, a snapshot from it. Now, here's my, here's my deal. This is going to be open at the end of the night, and let me just, hey, let me just level with you real quick, Shh, right here. If you choose to come up here and get a piece of candy, and you say, this is for me, not for someone else, if you eat this candy, don't give it to someone else, here's what I'm, I'm hoping you get a cavity this week, okay? That's what I'm hoping. I hope, you get a, I hope you get a sore stomach this week, okay? And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be real honest with you. No one's going to come up here and ask you, are you going to give this to someone, if you wanna come get a piece of candy to give to someone, you come up here and get it. They'll be up here to help you out. No one's, we're not, we're not your hall monitor. If you wanna do this, come get it. If you don't, then just go somewhere else. Go do your thing. But if you wanna come get this and you wanna bless someone this week, at the end of the service, come get you one, put some tape, put your verse on there and you find someone you can bless this week and you can tell them the good news of Jesus Christ.